CowboysFootballClub.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023, season 18, episode number 108. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Wake up over there, Amber. It's time to talk about some Cowboys football. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And, man, it feels good. Doesn't it feel good, Nick? Like, me and Nick last night were like, this is the first experience. It's not often after 23 years we get to do something for the first time. That was the first time. Win at Tampa? We've had a no well, we oh. we've had a road playoff game oh. that we were actually on a flight coming back and we weren't like, so, so are we gonna have shows this week? Like yeah. what are we gonna do this week? Like it was actually like, draft Oh, show. we got another game. Yeah, draft show. Well, you know? I, I will say this. I was already on the horn this morning and I'm not stepping I hope I'm not stepping out of my boundaries, but I told people all right, guys, just keep watching tape, man. We'll get that. <laughs> keep just the tape, keep yeah. watching tape. Yeah. You know, get your notes together, and eventually they're going to ask us to come in there. But right now, we got time. Right now, we're gonna we're gonna keep keep playing football. Here is what we're gonna do. I uh, failed you guys. Uh-oh. You know, I told you I would I was gonna capture a moment for y'all for you two, and I didn't. We were on the sideline, and I, we were looking mm-hmm. the game. It finished and all that, and I turn around and then I see you two. Your faces were like lit up, like your eyes were. You weren't crying or anything. No, not yet. No, 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 no. no. But you could see the shine and the emotion. You guys were talking about it. I'm like, oh crap! Let me get my phone. And then I took I took it out. And as I was about to start snapping, some of the linemen started running down, and we're about to get run over. Uh, So I didn't. Uh. Next week, I will capture that moment. I'll tell you what. So you have it and you can frame it at your house. You will get tears of joy if somehow on Saturday the Giants find a way to beat Philadelphia and you find a way to beat San Francisco. Oh, yeah. That would be tears of joy right there if you can somehow host Mm -hmm. this uh, NFC Championship. But a lot of work still to be by a lot of teams. I got a a little misty eye, Nick, when you came over and gave me a little pound after the game because I was like, yeah, this is is new. This is different. (laughs) This feels different. This feels very different. You know what's funny is being, being as old as I am, I was at the game the last time, like we've talked about, the last time they won a road playoff game, and it was like 30 years ago. Mm. And so you think about, and you know, all these days of working with the team and stuff, and you've never, you know, you never had that experience. So yeah, and, and really, I'm happy for, I'm happy for the, you know, the the coach and staff, happy for the players, happy for you guys too. It's, it makes all our jobs so much easier when yeah, this team does. finds ways to win. We always talk about that, but in, in honesty, it's it's the truth. It really does make a. a, a, a Big, big difference as you get through this. Let's dive in because I think we have to start the show talking about They're actually showing it on TV right now, but four last night. Dak Prescott played out of his freaking mind. Uh, He goes 25 of 33, 305 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, not even anything that looked like it could have been an interception in my opinion. Uh, 143.3 The Gallup rating. touchdown was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. The maybe. Gallup, it got, maybe. It was like, well, oh, get maybe. through there. That was, a little, that was a little touchy, but yeah, yeah you got it there. 
Um, and uh, and then he also had, which I thought was really key, the seven rushes for 24 yeah. yards uh, and a touchdown. We talked last week about the fact that if they were going to win, if Dak was going to be successful, he was going to have to be the Dak that we grew up on, the, the Dak from 2016 and 17 where he was unafraid to run the ball when he saw opportunities. We saw a lot of that last night. What did you guys see from Dak, and what were your impressions? Uh, I think you said it all. I mean, like Dak, uh, this was uh, going into the game. This was probably the the biggest game of his career because of the of the stage, the way he's been playing, who's going up with uh, facing on the other side, and he answered the call. I mean, he had the best game of his career. He he, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, this this was so important to him in his career, and he went out and carried the team. And not everybody should get the credit. And I mean, more people will get credit, but quarterbacks take the blame. They get the bulk of the credit. Dak deserves it. It was the biggest stage of his career, and I think he had the best game of his career. I freaking loved everything that he did yesterday. And just like Nick said, he carried the team. And that's one of the things we don't tend to see very much is him Fully caring, and that—that's what that game felt like. It felt like Dak was being the quarterback that you need him to be, and the fact that he was able to use his feet and be that like the type of quarterback that can escape and run and and use that ability, which I feel we haven't gotten to see that a whole lot this year either. He's done it a few times, but nothing close to what he did yesterday. Uh, I thought it was amazing, and I love the way that he handled. The whole week, coming back after that terrible loss against Washington to finish the season in such a sour note, and then he plays this way, is absolutely impressive and amazing. Yeah, we've talked about this a bunch on this show, is if you get him a little bloodied, a little muddied, and maybe have a little clump of grass right in the side of his helmet, <laughs> it kind of kind of makes him, he gets a feel of the game. Uh, the line did a tremendous job last mm. night. Uh, Tampa pass rush non-existent. You had to control the middle. They controlled the middle. Mm-hmm. They withstood an injury to a tackle in the game, and so they shuffled around again. Kind of something they've been doing. Your your Hall of Fame right, your Hall of Fame tackle at right tackle played really well for you last night, and so you know that's those are the kinds of things. But when you look at Dak, it was one of those games where everything that was in front of him, he saw. Everything that opened up, the when we're all, you guys in the press box, me in a radio studio, and he's running to his left, and you're like, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. And Dalton Schultz uncovers himself, and you're like, wow, he saw that. Mm-hmm. He saw, he anticipated Dalton Schultz making a move to get away from the corner and make himself open, and Dak fires him the ball. And we're all screaming, thinking disaster. And what does he do? Throws it right to where he needed the throw. That's that's kind of his game last night, where it was just. And we've, I know, I've been super critical of Dak and how you see the field. He saw everything that the Buccaneers were trying to do to him last night. Yeah, I think the the thing for me coming out of that game is you can question a lot of things about Dak Prescott, and trust me, people have over the last couple of weeks. Never should anybody question this guy's mental toughness. Because his ability, after all the interceptions that had been yeah. thrown over the last, I don't know how many weeks, um, and all the talk that was going into this game, uh, it takes to me, it takes a really rare person 
to be able to block out all of that because you can talk about him listening to the radio or people like us. He didn't have to do that. No. All he has to do is just go in the locker room and talk to the media because they're going to keep asking him the same questions over and over. What about the interceptions? What are you doing about the interceptions? So it's going to be in his head. His ability to mentally block that stuff out and say, I'm not going to go in a shell and get so conservative that I'm afraid to throw the ball. I'm going to make that make me even more focused to where I am seeing the field. I am making the plays that are there. That, to me, was what I loved about what I saw from Dak Prescott last night. And if he continues to play like that, the sky's the limit. Yeah, if they don't turn over the ball and they don't have penalties— they're gonna. They could beat anybody in the league. You saw. You you saw example last night of how this team can play when it's a clean game for them. You know. I mean, the penalties have been non-existent. They finally drew a holding call last night since week <laughs> ten against Green Bay. I mean, it's amazing that that they were able to get that. But you know, they the, the quarterback did a great job. He really, really did. And I'll, I'll you know. We've been, I know, again, I say we, I've been critical of Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore called a great game. I thought Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, I always am critical of him because I'm like, know the condition of your team. And he knew, he's like, listen, we're playing against Tom Brady. I got to go for it on fourth and three here, fourth and four, whatever that was. You know, and they, and they, what a great play call, the, the double, you know, you get double pick and then you get, you know, you get, Gal, uh, excuse me, you get Lamb out there and the, it's an easy throw for Dak to make. See that that's what this team is capable of every week playing football like that. And so the the mental toughness part you're you're absolutely right about that as well. Well, and then also credit to all the receivers catching the ball. I mean, Gallup, it looked like a yeah. pretty clean game from their end too and you know, we've seen it all throughout the season where Dak can throw a good pass but then the receiver just drops it or it bounces off of them or whatever it happens at that time, but I thought Pretty much all of them, obviously, they didn't catch every single pass, but it looked like a very, very clean game from the receivers as well. First drive of the game looked terrible. I mean, yeah. two drops by CD and then yeah. questionable drop on T.Y. Hilton, and you're like, uh-oh. Oh, here we go. You know? <laughs> but the thing changed pretty quickly. Because it was like, like three and out, all, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah after all that, and it cha- things changed. Brian, that holding call um, by on, on Parsons you yeah. know, on third down, I mean, I think that was huge, too, because yeah. it showed – because Parsons – First play of the of the game for the defense makes a tackle in the backfield. Yeah. Yep. Then he then he gets a holding call and it's like, all right, so it's going to be that kind of day for for our number yeah. eleven. Yeah, that's the you know the thing with Parsons is you, you know you needed this defense to play really really well and they they completely you know and, and and talking to people this morning in Tampa driving in they're like yeah we just can't run the ball. And I'm like, well, yeah, you throw it 66 times to go. Yeah, but we're not good throwing it 66 times yeah. either. Yeah. You know, even and if you got the goat, even if you got the goat, and that's, I think that, I the think, that, goat, I think that they made it. I think Dan Quinn and, and the staff made a strategic, a really big play. When we saw the inactive list, we mm-hmm. said, oh, wait a minute, no Gallimore, no Bohanna. Are they thinking about playing the run? No, they knew that they could choke the run just with Hankins and also with Wilson and also with Vander Esch. They choked the run with those guys, mm-hmm. and now it turned into, let's get Golston up the field. Let's get Oso Diggy up the field. Let's get Parsons around on some twist stunts against uh, Donovan uh, Smith, who's not any good. You know, that's kind of that their game plan going in. They, they had Tampa wired offensively for what they needed to do. They really did affect the way that Brady played that game. And I have a totally different opinion of what was going on in that game against Washington now. 
I mean, if you think about it, because just trying things. Well, I mean, Maquamu yeah. was inactive, yeah. didn't mm-hmm. do anything. Then he comes back in this game, and they put him right in the center of the field on nickel defense. And hey, you used to be a corner, now you're a safety. You got you know Stretch Armstrong length. Go make plays, and he did. He, I mean, that's the best game he's ever played. You yeah, know it. If you want to, if you want the Brian Broaddus knee jerk reaction thing, we talked about the, the issues of Xavier Rhodes. We saw it in the last two minutes of that game when that ball went down the sidelines mm-hmm. there, and he was completely he he just couldn't catch up. Mm-hmm. You know that's the thing. And he played. You know there were a couple of chances. I mean he was okay, but playing McQuamu, I think now maybe that's something going forward. You say okay, I think Dan is trying his best, and Joe Witt and. And Al Harrison, those guys are trying to figure out who could play that opposite corner. You know, how can we protect that side of the field? Let's just keep throwing bodies at it and see if we can make it work. Because, yeah, we all know what a big challenge it is coming up, mm. you know. And, and these Tampa receivers aren't bad. It ain't like playing somebody that's talent poor out there. Yeah. They did a good job of holding up against these guys. But Dan keeps throwing stuff out there and, and trying to make it work. And I think that he deserves a lot of credit for this one. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the offensive line. It started off a bit shaky there in the second series. And then from that moment on, we really didn't hear much from that defensive front in Tampa. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. The Star District is just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco. Mm -hmm. You can visit your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, Mm -hmm. and exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. You okay over there? Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got good food in this place. Yeah, it does. I was just going to say, what's By your the favorite? Way, oh, go oh, I was going to say, I mean, off topic, kind of. But the watch party at AT&T I heard it was, Stadium I heard it was, was crazy. amazing. Yeah. The amount of people that showed up, wow. What a nice Somebody night. told me that they think it was like 10,000 people. I was like, what? They showed a picture. It looked very much like when they show the World Cup, and they're like in Argentina. <laughs> right, yeah. And the fans, they score. It's like the whole, I mean, yeah. it was all the way to the street. It's yeah. crazy. In that, whole, in that whole Tostitas Plaza, it was completely, and you're like going, Wow, because you know when they when I saw the stage, you guys did the pregame show out there, right? And yeah. I, I I was like, that's cool. And the, then you see the crowd, you're like, man, it's like a World Cup game. Well, actually, the they pre-game. did the pregame show back here at 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 the Star, and they were out in the plaza, and there was that's a nice crowd saying. out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's in positive. addition to yeah, in addition yeah. to what was happening yeah. at the stadium. Yeah, right. Oh, so there were two. No, right, right. There were two. There was there was the watch party, which was at the stadium in the Miller Lighthouse, and that's where I which heard it was about ten thousand people. That one. And, oh, then okay. was, and then there was and then there was the plaza because okay. that was packed. No, the plaza wasn't packed like that. But the plaza here at the Star, it had a nice number of people. Okay, I was thinking. Just wasn't as I was big as thinking. That. I was because I saw the pre the the uh, the Kyle's tweet, Kyle yeah. Yeoman's tweet. Yeah, about, no, that was that was here the, about the the yeah, stage. And then I'm thinking, oh, and then I saw the crowd, and I went, oh. Okay. Yeah. That was a secondary crowd. That was a good oh. crowd. <laughs> that was a secondary crowd. I that was we a suburb the, crowd I out we here. We were all the, to, all the way to the street. I was like, <laughs> I, mean, oh, that I think we need to huddle up here. I don't. I don't know. Oh, well, of course, you know Dallas, you know Fort Worth, Metroplex, big well, town. You can have multiple parties. But. And that's part of it too. Like I was, I was talking to, to our, our uh, director of broadcast, Scott Purcell, and I was like, you know, the the thing about it is. If you live in Frisco, I don't know how many people are listening to us know kind of the geography, but if you live in Frisco, you're probably not driving all the way to the stadium for no. a watch party. But you will drop over at the Star yeah. and just pop in with you and the wife, kids, and hang yeah. out. Like, it's a nice little area. Bring your just chairs. Sit and watch, yeah, yeah, sit and watch the game. Yeah. So you really can have two different locations where people are popping in, and obviously it doesn't affect the numbers because it had a yeah. huge number out mm-hmm. there at the stadium. So I think it worked, and it, it was actually a really, really pretty night, too. Pretty, 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 really good. Yeah. Really good party. And my hope is that they'll Stay do it again to see this we week again. and maybe next week. If we do, I'm sure. Oh, maybe next read. week we'll be at home. Maybe we'll be playing. A, How about your home. boy Jimmy? Yeah, that was that Jimmy. was going to be my next read. Oh, is that? I'm, I'm sorry, I messed up. <laughs> no, oh, by no, the way, who's no, this, I, this uh, segment sponsored by? Blockchain.com. Hey. <laughs> I'll do the. I'll do the. Did we'll you, get back to Jimmy. Nick sent me a picture of Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I told you. I know this guy. Like yeah. he hung out with me one night. We were in New Orleans. Years he, lo- ago. he looks like with that outfit on. And that's he exact the guy outfit. That, that was exact outfit he oh, really? had on that night when I hung out with <laughs> him right. in New Orleans. All right. He, he, yeah. He told me though. This was like noon. He had it like this. It looked like really nice. It's a tux. But yeah, it's a pajama. Tux, oh, it's really. Yeah. Oh, it's a pajama tux. Sort okay. of. It looks kind of hot and flannelly. But uh, he said this is just pregame. This isn't what he's gonna wear. 
it for the game. I'm oh, like, oh, so so this get up is not game. Does Jimmy go to work with the I, flannel pajama look? I don't, I don't know. He might be. He's a fan he, of the year. He just does that every day. <laughs> yeah, he lives in he, Dallas. He's got yeah. 10 of them, and he just rotates yeah. them out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So he's hoping to be the, uh, the fan of the year. But we'll talk about that in the next break. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the offensive line. Got to beat line. the barrel guy at Denver, right? <laughs> the Jets Still, guy, the, the Jets, Jets guy, the Jet yeah. fireman. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about the offensive line. Uh, I was a little worried there. Second series of the game, uh, Vita Vea yeah. just does a nice little swim move on Biotish and got and sacks the quarterback. Martin, yeah. Martin was like, "Oh, look yeah. out!" Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, "Oh, this is going to yeah. be one of those days." Yeah. And then after that, he went into witness protection. We didn't really hear much more from Vita Vea. And I, Nick, I think it was you that said. That Brian was talking about how Vita Vea is one of those guys where Nate was that I think it was, Nate I that mean, said I'm that. Sure Brian no, did. you said Nate said it. Yeah, that's but, right. But um, well, we did a show with right. Nate, and Nate was talking about just lean on him, just keep leaning yeah. the whole game. Oh yeah, and him. as the game keeps going, he'll be less impactful. Nate knows about those guys, the yeah. Gilbert Browns yeah, the big, and the yeah. big old dudes yeah. that play inside. He's seen them all. Yeah, you know, seen them all. Just keep leaning on. Now, what I want to talk about though, the offensive line. There was a the, the Cowboys made the decision that they were going to go with Peters at left tackle. Uh, they went with Tyler Smith at left guard, moving Biotis back in. McGovern was not a starter, but the expectation was that they were going to use him as a uh, as a fullback. What do you guys think of those decisions and and kind of how it played out before the injury to Peters? It was kind of surprising, honestly. Um, be, you know, just because you, you didn't know if Peters could play a whole game. Obviously, he couldn't it didn't yeah. um but i i think that was more about getting some beef on those running situations with mcgovern being the the blocking fullback so that didn't happen now he's he's back to left guard but maybe farniak has done this before maybe it'll be the time for him to come back so if they want to go that route again maybe that's an option yeah i think to me we talked about this, and I think we got ahead of this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. How many snaps does Peters have in that body at 40 mm-hmm. years old? You know, they're asking him to pull. They're asking him to do things. He got hurt right before half, and he got hurt trying to just wall the end off on a pass play. I mean, he's leaning, straining, trying to – and then he comes up with the hip problem. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, okay – we used up all his snaps. Mm-hmm. He's he's this is that we're now this is what we got. So fortunately, it was you know, and you got to give a big big tip of the cap to Tyler Smith wow. to go from guard. And his assignment all week is don't let this number fifty kind of guy eat me alive when he's over me. Play with power, be strong. And now it's like oh Quick. okay yeah now you got to play left tackle. Mm-hmm. So for him to mentally be able to go from that assignment to going out and having to play left tackle, I think is it, it says a lot, and it says a lot about the you know we, the Cowboys all season long. What have they been doing? They've been shuffling offensive linemen. Sometimes it works. Sometimes last night it worked. Mm-hmm. They got back to the configuration that we thought that they were going to go with uh, to start the game. But the the thing with Peters. It wasn't getting rolled up or anything like that. It was just a forty-year-old man trying to trying to make an everyday block. Yeah. And it, and you know you saw a forty-five-year forty-five-year-old quarterback and what he could look like when it starts to kind of fall apart for you too. Well, when yeah. when he came out of the game, part of me, even though I've seen the other combination before, part of me in my head, I'm like. Damn, crap. Here we go. Like, oh God. Uh, but no, credit to the to the O line coach. I think he's done such Philbin. an amazing yeah. job. Like 
I keep remembering, it's fresh in my memory, the times that it would only take one single player to come out. Usually, it would be Tyron Smith. But whoever it was, yeah, and everything would just go to crap. Like, everything would not, nothing would work. And now you got Dak getting sacked and Dak having to run for his life. But now we've seen so many different combinations. And like Brian said, it doesn't always work to the level that you want it to work. But it keeps you in the game, and it does enough for you. It allows you to do enough to keep going and for Dak to make some things happen or the running game to do something. But just in general, the fact that they've had so many different combinations and still making it work, and also the fact that they haven't stuck to one single player and just being like, no, let's just keep keep going this way. No, they understand when it's not working and understand the need to switch, change things up. So that's another thing that I really, really appreciate from the coaching and what they've done this year. Yeah, and I think uh, further on that point, you think about Phil, but you even think about Mike McCarthy. This is strategic. You think about how they practice these guys where they have them working in different spots. You think about how early in the season we were seeing them in games rotating offensive linemen. You don't see that. But they always said, and and it was something that Mike McCarthy would talk about in his press conferences, you may have to use some of these guys in different ways as the season goes on. So you got to give them credit for foreseeing that this may be a possibility and preparing themselves for the eventuality that they would have to do it. McCarthy also told Nick that this isn't fantasy football, though, too, one time. No, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, he, right, he told, right, right, right. He, yeah, told, he, told, he told Dave that. Uh, like, you're, you're talking so about moving about more. Yeah, he was. To, yeah, it's like moving to tackle and stuff. Like, yeah. He goes, this isn't fantasy football. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've which asked Stephen Jones this question. That isn't fantasy football. No, it's not. <laughs> but the thing about it is. he's probably played fantasy No, now, I've asked Stephen Jones because Stephen Jones is the same way. He's like, I'm all about continuity, 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 continuity. And I'm asking, like, is this just an unusual year where are we starting to see a turn in the NFL? where the continuity is not really what yeah, it is. You have so many injuries through a year. Continuity is really kind of out the window. Oh, you say that, and I asked this, that question to Zach Martin the other day. And he I wants said, the same five guys. And I said, "Do you does this kind of change your opinion a little bit on the continuity? He's like, no. <laughs> no, it no. doesn't. And by but, the way- but he's appreciative of what the guys have done, and he, he praised Philbin and all that. But if it, his preference would be, yeah. well, yeah, I think everybody would right, prefer to point. just yeah. stick to sure. what you're. Hasn't just stick to one thing. Yeah. Keep right. doing the same thing over and over. Right. But that's also come. I mean, lucky for him, he's stayed in the same position. Like he hasn't had to move around. <laughs> Unless the, the, one guy. Yeah. <laughs> the one yeah. guy. The one guy. The one guy. Yeah. Going back to like just just McCarthy too. I don't know where this is going to go in your rundown, but I I, I think that he deserves a ton of credit yeah, for for getting them ready to go. You got to remember too, like when it's not their problem that they haven't won a playoff game on the road in thirty years. Yeah. That's not this team's issue. But what does he do? Because most coaches would be like, "I'm not worried about that." Yeah, he embraced it. He leaned into it. Yep. He leaned into it. He said, "Hey, hey, bring your baby picture. If you're older than thirty years old, I want to see a baby picture of you because we're going to put it in front of the whole team. We're going to show all of this. The last time we won a playoff game." Here's Zach Martin. Here's with a pacifier. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> his yeah. dad holding yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. Well, him holding right. his dad. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's a big kid. Yeah, mowing the yard yeah. at age two. Probably. Probably. With a diaper on, <laughs> pacifier, mowing the lawn. No shirt on. Right. Cigarette hanging out of the corner of his mouth. <laughs> That was pretty funny imagery. Yeah, because yeah, I could see. You know, I could see. Well, the funny thing is, is I always thought my son was going to be like Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he, he can't block like that. But uh, Roblox. You don't but, know but, yet. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
No, but but just I thought that was really good for yeah. them to to kind of say, hey, we're we're gonna just hit this head on, and and we're not worried about it, but we're gonna have some not have fun with it, but just bring some light to it, and and just show that it doesn't matter, and it didn't. Yeah, real quick, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. This defensive performance last night, they held Tampa Bay to six points with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, and I'll ask you guys just in general. Hated the what outside was, kick. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. What was the key last night? What do you think was the key defensively uh, to them being able to just completely shut them down? Man, I've only seen a little bit of the of the first half. I, I didn't get a chance to to uh, not working on a lot of sleep here. You probably seen it more yeah. than me. I, I, I mean, I thought though, Micah Parsons set the tone again. He had one of those games where he was just he was just was an effort. I mean, yeah. just all game. He was just you just couldn't block him. Yeah, you, you said Donovan Smith was going to have a problem. Yeah, and it was the first series of the game. Yeah, I, that just going in, you could. It was one of those things. The Tampa people even knew that themselves that that was going to be an issue for them. I, I think that really the difference in this game is. You you were able to affect Brady in a way with your pass rush that you know and and that goes with Golston, Parsons, Osa, you know all these guys. Uh, you know they were able to just they kept rotating those guys and it, and, and it and the more that the game wore on, where it was like they're not going to run the ball, they're not even going to try to run the ball. You know when you get Tampa and they don't complete, they try two screens that go nowhere, get tipped, knocked away, all that. You're thinking okay, now you're locked in to what's going on there. I think that I think having Vanderesh back was huge because of his ability to get to the football. Curse was a mf or two, and so was Wilson. Mm-hmm. Don- Both uh, Donovan those Wilson. Donovan Wilson was not going to let this team lose last night the way that he was playing, and I, I think that's a, I think that's a real you know plus to those guys that you know I know in the pregame show and we've talked about it. Make every ball a contested ball, mm-hmm. and they did. They made every play that Brady had to throw a contested play, and I think that was going to be pressure. Contested ball. You saw the result last night. Guy averaged about five yards of completion throwing the ball 66 times. Mm. That's a Hall of Fame. Maybe the best quarterback ever to play this game. You know, And you went out and you, you made him look really, really ordinary. Mm-hmm. To the point where people are saying, do you really want Tom Brady coming playing for your team next year? Yeah. Do you really want that? <laughs> yep. You want that? Okay. If that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. No, and again, I think having... Hankins back in Leighton Vendorish. And with Leighton, oh, I, ha- I had my concerns prior to this game just because the I mental. was the mental aspect yeah. of things. Because yeah. I've seen him come back from different injuries from like the neck, yeah. shoulder area. And it, it had taken him a while. Every time it just mentally, he just wasn't just going out there and tackling without any hesitation. Like there was always something in his game that kind of was always like a step back, but he played so well, and that was not a worried or good. He was not thinking about his neck whatsoever. He played really, really good, and it's surprising. Coming back from what, uh, even last year, but I feel like the, maybe the last two years, talking about a guy that you're like, okay, should he even be on the team anymore? A yeah. guy that you... you when you signed he, it back, it was kind of like, oh, okay. He was trending yeah. down, yeah. and he just wasn't, you know, having those type of uh, uh, games anymore as you had seen his rookie year. But then the year he's had so far this year has been very, very outstanding. And the fact that he played the way that he did after well, the injury. I think what was a really, really good sign in this is usually in these games where it's a physical running team, 
Leighton Vander Esch is the guy that always shows up. It mm-hmm. turned into a passing game. And what was Leighton Vander Esch doing? Uh-huh. Having to play from depth, almost like what they call a robber in the middle of the field and kind of like taking things away that way. And usually you don't think of Leighton Vander Esch, the, the pass defender. You think yeah. of Leighton Vander Esch, run, go get ball, you know, see ball, hit ball. Yeah. You know, but he broke guy. up two passes. That's obscene. One of them was a, yeah. may have been a touchdown if he didn't get his hands on it. I'll tell you what, they could have had three interceptions last night. Yeah. Uh, they had oh, their hands man, they easily. Have so many close easily ones. they had. Yeah. I mean, they got Brady. His eye level, as we always talk about, was bad. You know, the receivers were. You now Dallas didn't give them any room back there. Mm-mm. They did not give them yeah. any room throwing that football. Put numbers of what you're saying, Brian, about being able to put pressure and also being able to contest passes. Yeah. Last night, the Cowboys had nine quarterback pressures, second most of any game this season uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Cowboys had ten, I think, earlier in the season. Uh, but they also had probably Cincinnati. 12 yeah, maybe. Yeah. They they also had twelve pass defended defenses last night. So when you think about that, right. they had a ton of of batted down balls, and they also had a ton of pressure. Like all night, they had pressure, and you could see there was so much pressure that even on plays when they didn't get pressure, you could sense that Brady was just getting rid of the ball really quick because yeah. he felt like the pressure was coming. So they really affected him, and well, that's how you have to beat Tom yeah. Brady. The great example of that is like after every play when it was an incomplete, you see Brady kind of, you know, he's like, Tom, you know, you yeah. can see he's mad. He's like, run, you know, and yeah. you're like, no, dude, you just couldn't get him the ball. Right. You know? I mean, I mean you, you got you threw it out there you, a little bit too soon. You, yeah. you threw it not to get hit yeah. is what you did, yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we got to talk about special teams. we got to talk about the kicker. Rough night for him. And uh, to be quite honest with you, if you go out and leave a game where you win 31-16 to and the worst thing that happened was the kicker, you're probably in a pretty good position. But we do have to talk about it. We'll do that when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. 
James Wright is your 2022 Jimmy, Cowboys Jimmy. fan of the year. Jimmy. Jimmy brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game. Brings a nice outfit, too. He needs your help to help him go to the Super Bowl. Vote for James or Jimmy. Be given the ultimate title, NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. Casting your vote, NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. Now, I did see him in Tampa yeah. on uh, Monday afternoon. He was he was rolling around over there by the first take set, Irvin and uh, Stephen A. and all that stuff. And uh, and we were like, yeah, we, we call you Jimmy. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's James Wright. I was like, oh, you don't go by Jimmy? He's like, no, nah, not really. But whatever, it's fine. You say whatever you want, it's fine. So Okay. But we're we, trying to get your votes there, as Jimmy. Long as, he's, as, long as, he's not, as long as he's not offended by it, we're yeah. good. Yeah, James, that was the only person you saw in, in Tampa. You want to tell everybody about who you saw under the stadium? Oh my god, <laughs> that was crazy! So Hulk Hogan? No, no, I wish. No, oh, not only he that, was there. Not only that, he was there. I tell you who I didn't see. Hmm. I, I walked I down there. I was a little bit ahead of you guys going down in the field before the game. Went, I mean, at the end of the game, went down there, and I could tell everybody was looking. Oh, did you see? And I. I mean, Tom Cruise. Yeah, was, yes. I just missed him. He's like, tiny. He just went over there, and like his entourage, like, they're, yeah. like, look, there he is. I'm like, I don't see yeah. him. I see his bodyguards, but I missed him. But anyways, that'd have been cool to see Maverick. But <laughs> before the game, well, he's tiny. You, you, you're yeah. not surprised you missed him. Someone yeah. in an auto race <laughs> yeah. one time. Maybe I saw him. Yeah. He is. You, you think he's like 16 years old? That was somebody's that, kid, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we're walking, and I don't know if you've seen this on social media, the video that we posted uh, after the game about, yeah, about da- the captain Dak and, yeah. and Dak saying, I'm the captain. Now, he, Derek is showing me this video. We're in the we're in downstairs under the stadium. This is before the game. Before the game. He's showing me this, and he's just like, and I know it scares you to think, like, oh, my God, like, hope nobody posts this. Game. Right, yeah. Because if we don't win this game. We're, we're, that better go in yeah, the trash somewhere. Right, right. Yeah. And so he's like, and so he's saying, okay, if the Cowboys win and Dak has a good game, then we're going to post this. and. And as he's saying this, we kind of look up, and man, I tell you, there's one guy by it's himself, empty, except for this one person. No, no entourage, no camera crew, nothing. Just Tom Brady and his jaw walking right at us, <laughs> and we and all the four of us. We had four people with us. Patrick was with us, Ian, and we just stopped. We just like like we were eight years old. We were just like, mm, hey, how's it going? He's just like, hey, what's up? And just walked on by as we, as he's got this video out of this, you know, like with a Dak and a pirate hat, you know, it, saying kinda, I'm your captain yeah, now. Yeah, he kind of like puts it in his pocket. <laughs> captain Phillips still, huh? Right. Yeah. So he walks by, and I really wish I would have said, hi, "Hey, Captain," but I didn't say that. <laughs> so we just kept going, and then all of a sudden we look back and we're like, "Okay, so then we're gonna put, play this video," and then yeah, it was just. Fun. I kind of want to see what would have happened if we would have said, "Hey, but Tom, Derek, what do you think yeah, about this Derek video?" Said, <laughs> like, I want to see what you think about he this goes, video. We're thinking know? about it after the game, yeah. after we kick your butt. Like, we want to see what you think about he this said, video. Derek goes, "You want to know exactly how to lose this game? You go up to him and just show him like this is what we're gonna play after the game, and it would have been would have been a little so, different. I'm guessing, that Tom, was, you're really good with the social media stuff. Yeah, uh, hey, what do you think about this one? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, can't give him your phone. He might break it, uh, smash oh, it to pieces. Wow, is that what we're doing? Obviously, that's what Brad Sham said last night. He goes, "If you can make this a two iPad game, then you would be. <laughs> you're probably doing pretty well." Uh, I would say that's bad bunny. That. Nobody, none of y'all know bad bunny. Who? Bad bunny. <laughs> Most people don't. Uh, here. Yeah. Your crowd, not the right crowd. What but, you trying to say? Uh, no, I'm just saying. Well, but the thing is, that buddy <laughs> yeah, has this thing saying. where like he Energizer gets really, bunny. he gets really like frustrated when fans come up to him with like the phone in his face. So uh-huh. he's kind of known now from t- for taking oh. people's cell phones and just throwing it away or like throwing it mm. somewhere else. Just oh. and nobody's punched him over there, huh? No, usually it's people that kind of invade his space. He's like, I'm cool if you ask for it or whatever. He's but a don't spokesman. Come next I get it. To me and no, I get it. Is he a spokesman for Apple now? 
What is he? <laughs> he's doing just fine. Well, Will, he's kind of going. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a little loot up. Guessing. But, All right, let's. Let's talk about this because Bad honestly, attitude. coming out of this last game, there really weren't a lot of things that went wrong for Dallas, but this area went really wrong. Um, Brett Maher goes one of five on extra points, not field goals, extra points. When you guys are able to look at it, was there anything that was happening with the operation yeah. uh, that, that could have been the culprit here? I found only one time where Overton snapped the ball inside and then they had to move it. The last week we talked about the commanders missed extra point. Uh, Great job, you know, anger smothering it, getting up, laces away. And then you do have to worry about operation. You do have to worry about is he on the correct hash for him? That's the correct hash. He kicks the ball to the left hash. He tends to push it right there through the middle, and or he can even little draw it a little bit. And but I didn't see anything where laces were to him. I didn't see any foot slippage. Uh, I didn't see anything that would make me say other than that it's just maybe it's a not maybe it's a concentration problem. You know, you overcorrect, you push one, you push one, you hook one, you know, trying to to make that uh, to make that work. But, yeah, you have to look at everything. You know, you have to study the timing of it, steps, approach, equipment. You know, um, I think Christy Scales, we're going to have her on today on a 105.3 The Fan Hour Show from 2 to 7 today. And I think she's got something that she learned from the sidelines yesterday. So I'm looking forward if, you know, maybe tomorrow we can kind of revisit yeah, that. Absolutely. But there was nothing on tape that I saw that was just that, oh, that's the issue. It wasn't good in pregame either. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, not really at all. And uh, But, you know, that was a lot of the, the long field goals, you mm-hmm. know, that you see. I don't really study the, the shorter ones, but the longer ones, I know he was having a hard time getting it through there. So he never tried a field goal, you know. And, and, and I thought there were some times in the game where I was like, you know, there was what, – what is it? When it was 12 to nothing and they got down there about the two-yard line, they ended up scoring, I guess, yeah. they go 18 to nothing. But I think that was the possession where I said, you know what, a field goal here, especially down at the two or three yard line, when they shorter. Dak ran it in on that play, the the play that yeah, Dak so on fourth, it was fourth and one. Yeah, okay, but it would have been the third touchdown. I I I know what one. you're saying. Kick the field goal. Yeah, it just try. I mean, just this was when it was. This was when yeah. it was probably eighteen to nothing because yeah, okay. because you obviously knew there was a problem going yeah. on. But but I didn't think that way at six nothing. But when it was eighteen nothing, I was thinking, you know, let's get let's get a field goal here especially a short one like yeah. this yeah it was 18 because i was thinking go up 21 to nothing yeah. i don't know how did they score to go at 24 what was that touchdown i have it here gallop two yard pass yeah gallop two yard pass so that was the one where i was like you know be conservative kick a short field goal get him on the board at 21 to nothing um because that would probably be easier than your extra point right you don't have a lot of time to miss when it's pretty short like that but yeah. they scored you know greedy Red zone offense scores again. So. Was there any point in the game where you thought they should just not bring him back out? They should go for two, or do you think it was a situation no. where they needed to stick with no, him and keep I, trying it, even though he dug himself into a massive hole? Is and there was a side of me that almost, and I was listening to it was, it was and I had this thought in my head after the Commanders game was Greg Olson saying, "Why are these guys continuing to play on offense? It's getting worse." You know, what kind of confidence are you building with Dak and the offense as it's getting worse? And I also I was thinking, no, as long as the score was what it was, keep kicking, keep kicking, keep kicking. 
And then Greg Olson came in my head and goes, it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. You know, and and fortunately, you made that last extra point. Fortunately, that, That you know, that's the one thing. And, you know, and and I I think that guys like Dalton Schultz, I know you guys were in the locker room. You know, hey, we got your back, you know. And he stood up there and answered the questions and stuff like that. You had to. But I'm, man. Just laugh because Schultz, Schultz, I mean. You know. oh, okay, don't bring it to the air. No, 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 no. I'm just saying Schultz didn't talk to the media. I don't know oh, what the what yeah. the issue yeah. there is. Yeah, he did say that with Maher. Gained a lot of respect for Maher for talking mm-hmm. like that. Not only talking once, but then twice when the NFL Network shows up. So sorry, we didn't get the first time around. He's still, but he's, he seems like he's always yeah, he's always guy. been no that kind of, He's, he's been a stand, stand up, up and guy. Talk about it. Yeah. yeah, I think now, and I don't know if you can afford to do this. I don't know if you. I mean, if you bring a practice squad kicker on. And you have him ready for game day. Do you make another kicker on the forty-eight? Yeah. Do you? I mean, I mean, you you know, you have those extra call-ups. Can you afford to elevate one to, to elevate a kicker? You, you know, know? Um, if, if it's all of a sudden in San Francisco, it's the opening drive, and you you know you drive it, and you're you need points, and you miss a field goal. Do you just immediately say we're going to the other guy? We're not gonna. We're not gonna go through this again. This I will week. tell you this. For me, I would. I would feel better if I were the person that was coaching this team, having another option. Now that doesn't mean I. Ever, I have to use them, but it, like you get into a tight game yeah. and you've already had a couple opportunities where you missed. I would. I would be like, okay, I got to have some kind of option other than just going for two every yeah. time. Like I've got to have some other option. I, I think this week, to me, because it's a short week. I mean, today's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday, and you get a game of Sunday night. I mean, we're, you're on a short week right now, and yeah. if you if you have a kicking derby out here now, maybe they won't show the kicking derby out here to you guys. You know, maybe you they'll know, go inside. They'll go inside. Yeah. But man, if you if we look at the oh, waiver, we, kick on grass, please. Well, <laughs> but if we if we uh, you know if we look at the waiver wire today yeah. and they or on Wednesday and they brought in four kickers. You know, hire Lahu and everybody else that, you know, Garibay and whoever else, then, you know, then now you know what they're thinking. Yeah. But that, does that even hurt the kicker's confidence, confidence. even more? Can it, it get any worse, though? I mean, but I don't he know. He has to know, he has to know that, the, that it's a concern. I mean, you can't, yeah. I, you don't, can, I don't understand. You can't like, get me, mad about that. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, obviously, yesterday was bad, but I feel that. Historically bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. But he's had such a great season, and I keep going no, back right. to, okay, this is not who he's shown us this year. He's been one of the best players on the team, just doing his job and getting it done. At the same time, gotta remember there are, there are games where people just simply have a bad game and things Dak don't commanders click. Yeah. And and I get it. Like yeah. the kick, the kicking thing is a very mental thing like we know how much it affects like it, it, it all it takes is a game Dan like Bailey? that for it to go down exactly the yes yeah. yes but i have i do have confidence and i really appreciate how even though by the third time i'm like okay start going for two now let's just put that to the side afterwards i do appreciate the fact that the team stuck with it yeah. and kept giving him tries and let him at least make that last one which was very important important for him to end that game like that. But just in general, to see the support that the team showed. Sideline erupted. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, they, I mean, like, killing more they're, and everything. <laughs> they're all every, like, yeah! I think there were a, a couple oh. of Bucks fans that even she, cheer after he made that last one. But oh. I, uh, I just appreciate the fact that everyone's sticking by him. 
Because again, we've all had pretty bad days. And based on what he's shown us through the season this year, I'm not ready to say, okay, you saw get out of here. But Please and I, don't I miss get one it. against the it's 49ers, the playoffs. Though. It's the playoffs, too, and I get it. I would bring a second option just in yeah. case. Yeah. You never know. But I would stick with Maher this Yeah, week. my thing, I agree with you. I think you don't get rid of him because he's had such a good year. But that doesn't mean you don't have a backup option. Like, I think, and, and to me, it wasn't just one game. If this was just this game and he didn't have the miss in, in Washington, I might feel a little differently. No matter how bad it was this one game, I might feel like it was just one game. Well, Washington, for the me, win was terrible. I, I get it, but it does it does for me start and to span And the other kickers sucked, too. It, I get it, but when my point is, it, it still spanned two games. Yeah. And that's where I start to say... I'm getting a little bit worried about the mental side of this for him. Dan Bailey. And yeah, and what again. and that's we've seen this in the NFL a number of times. You have kicking is a mental thing because all they do in practice, like that's your only job. Every day you're just kicking, kicking, kicking. So they can do it. It becomes a mental thing at some point where just mentally, for whatever reason, I can't quite get my body to like, do what I wanted to do. You can't kick. There's a, such a thing as kicking too much. You yeah. can't allow them to kick, to just <laughs> spend the whole practice kicking and kicking and kicking. Right. It doesn't work that way. So there's only, like a limited amount of kicks they make him do. But we'll see how he does yeah. at practice. But I, I think I don't know. I don't know what it was last night. I don't know the. I don't know what a, from the environment. They weren't even close. Even, they weren't even close. No, it that's was the problem. They weren't even except for the one where he hit the upright right at the yeah, top. Yeah, they weren't even. That's pretty yeah. hard to close. Do. I mean, yeah. how bad those kicks were. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, man. It's a short week. We got to jump right on it tomorrow. We will be talking about the San Francisco 49ers. It's right here, Cowboys versus 49ers this Sunday, Sunday evening. Thanks, I guess NFL. depending on where you are, <laughs> depending on where you are. Back here in Dallas, it'll be a night game, but there it'll be an afternoon game. We'll talk about that starting tomorrow. We'll get into San Francisco's offense versus Dallas defense. Still then for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!